It's time for Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group with financial advisors Kevin Corhorn, Mike Bernard, and Josh Gregory. Welcome to another episode of the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group, where every week we're helping you take your next wise step in your financial life. Thanks for being here, friends. My name is Mike Bernard. I'm your host. I'm also one of the certified financial planners on the program. With me in the KFG studios, my business partners and fellow CFPs, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. And hot off the presses from the Optimist Club, most economists are forecasting significant headwinds financially, even a recession. How do you like that? Happy New Year. <laughs> Regardless of the conditions, what should you do today to thrive financially this upcoming year? We're going to help you with that and more on today's episode. That's right. Special edition of the Wise Money Show coming to you on New Year's Eve. We recorded this in advance, of course. I hope you are looking forward to some safe and fun plans tonight, celebrating the New Year and Looking forward to a great upcoming 2023, and that's really what we're going to talk about today. I'll get into that in just a second. If you have a question for the program, we'd love to hear from you. If you have needs, need a second opinion, have some some issues going on in your financial life, we're here to help as well. You can call or text us, 574-222-2000. That's 574-222-2000. Online, wisemoneyshow.com. You can engage with us that way as well, but most people do on social media. YouTube it gets a lot of attention. There's a lot of energy there. So you can find us there or Facebook, wherever you're at. Just search The Wise Money Show. All right. Happy New Year, guys. Happy New Year. Yeah. It's a little yeah. awkward recording this in advance, but Happy New Year. Too. Hey, we specialize in awkward. <laughs> That's right. So listen, you know, this is a time of sort of the holidays. Holidays are ending and it's time of celebration, depending on which, you know, football team you're rooting for and all of that. Uh, but... You know, there's this, there's, it's at this juncture where you're just naturally looking forward to the upcoming year. Well, listen, yeah, I mean, 2022 is rocky. And if you listen to any of the talking heads financially, 2023 could be rocky as well, could be challenging. They're talking a lot about, you know, recession. I mean, yeah, none of them are talking about it could be. They are flat yeah. out saying it is going to be high confidence, huh? Right. Because so, they, I mean, you look at these economists; they have predicted thirteen of the last four recessions. <laughs> I mean, they're they're good at it. What, one of my favorite Warren Buffett quotes just did a video on the Wise Money Show about my top five favorites. You should go check that out. It's it's pretty good. Uh, or of course, I think it's pretty good because it's, it's my video. I'm sure it's amazing. <laughs> I'm sure it's Mike. amazing. Better check than. out this wisdom. But uh, but he says one of one of my favorites is forecasts tell you a lot about the forecaster. Tells yeah. you very little about the future, mm, and economists that. and That's really good. stock market predictors. I mean, they this is it's very very true. But it's almost unanimous. Economists are saying there's going to be a recession in 2023. So so why is that, guys? Let's let's wade into that. And even you know, did we did the recession actually start in 2022? Yeah, and that's what we'll have to find out, right? I mean. Some people, depending on your political leanings, even, you know, back in the middle part of 2022, a lot of folks were calling, hey, we're in a recession, right? Mm -hmm. And maybe even using that as a little bit of a, a political club in a way. But uh, that's because one of the definitions of recession is just, is the economic activity in this country shrinking for two quarters in a row? Mm -hmm. And we officially hit that. Yep. The first two quarters of 2022, that's exactly what happened. Now, some economists were quick to explain that away, saying, well, you can't really count first quarter because of some exchange rate issues and imports, exports, that kind of thing, uh, having a, a, an oversized influence during that, that quarter. Things kind of bounce back in the second half of 20, 
2022, and now it's like the real recession is going to hit. Right. Right. That's that's what everyone's saying in the first couple quarters of 2023. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. Right. T- technically, the recession is called by you know what is it eight or nine economists eggheads in yep. in the uh, national bureau of economic <laughs> research yep nber national yep. bureau of economic and, research. and and you know they meet in um some hidden like i i guess i'm i'm thinking like this underground club like the mason oh, they're like, in cancun dude <laughs> so they they it's, they <laughs> Actually, don't tell you when they meet kanye could tell you they don't tell you when they meet there's no official kind of schedule and you know they'll just tell you when they tell you i also think you know so we we had two consecutive quarters of negative gdp i would mm-hmm. have said we're in a recession and you could feel the economy contracting mm-hmm. and then we had a surge in gdp in the third quarter and the final numbers aren't in right now, but the GDP now data from Atlanta, which you can't rely on, but it's pretty reliable, says GDP surged again in the fourth quarter. Here's my guess. When you print $5 trillion and dump it into the economy, you have no idea what's going to happen. And there's going to be all sorts of distortions that defy logic and reason and and history. And so... I do. I, I I was one of the ones saying, I, I think we're in a recession right now in the middle of 2022. You could see the economy contracting. I think many economists are saying, no, that contraction just continues in mm-hmm. 2023. And yeah, it's weird because we've got this excess, you know, these excess job openings. Mm-hmm. So the labor market's still very, very strained. You know, a third definition of a recession is when my neighbor loses their job. <laughs> and and the depression is when I lose my job. That's right. right? Yep. And we haven't had those job changes. We're starting to see that. Right? Yeah, yeah. And I think, I mean, this is a show about financial planning. So whether there is a recession or not, the question is, how now should I live? Mm-hmm. Because you could be in an industry that has not, has been completely unfazed over the last three years. As a matter of fact, has benefited Mm-hmm. from yeah. everything going on. And you might be looking and saying, recession, what are you talking about? Yeah. Um, and you might be in an industry that has been uh, seen some really difficult times. So it, I, I don't recall a time when I've seen um, so many different people have impacted in different ways all at the same time. It's so yeah. polarized. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. But, I mean, it does feel strange this time because if unemployment is often one of the hallmark metrics that determine whether or not we're in a recession you know again if if unemployment is so low and if you did even lose your job there's three more waiting for you out there mm-hmm. um, it, it's hard to imagine unemployment ballooning on us but that's exactly what happens in a recession it's something to be aware of but it's one of the reasons why a lot of economists have said no we're not there yet yeah and um, we won't see one, actually. There, even Goldman Sachs, I think, earlier in December said, hey, here's why we're not going to see a recession next year, even though the growing number of economists, depending on where you look, it's somewhere between 35% of economists say we're going to see a recession. Uh, I've seen 100%. Like, I've seen that uh, thrown around. And and here's sort of the crux of it. The Federal Reserve, the, the, we printed $5 trillion, increased the M2 uh, money supply by extraordinary by an extraordinary amount. And then surprise, we have inflation. Yeah. Wow. I didn't see that one coming. <laughs> and now 
the Fed and woken up to, oh, wait, yeah, we, we did create inflation. No, actually, they didn't wake up to that. But inflation's a real problem. Yeah, It impacts everyone, those that have and those that have not. And, and we have got to get this under control. And so they've got to fight demand so that people are less willing to bid prices up and push prices higher. And how do you fight demand without actually fighting the economy and slowing the economy down? That's been this discussion of, well, there's, are we going to see a soft landing or not? And I mean, we'll see. But the Fed it still has to fight inflation. Mm-hmm. And in a way, they're, they're, fighting, they're fighting the economy. That's right, because two-thirds of the economy is made up of Americans, you, me, all our neighbors and friends, going out and spending money. It's mm-hmm. just consumption. We are a consumption-based economy. And that's not a bad thing. It just means that when we all slow down or get more cautious at the same time, out of concern or, or caution for the future, that is what creates that slowdown in the economy. That's what creates the recession itself. And one of the ways that they do that is by raising interest rates so that we're you know, less likely to go out and borrow money for that consumption. So when they do that, they raise they can't raise all interest rates at the same time, although they certainly try and they have done taken extraordinary measures to really uh, control the free market. Um, but they raise the short term interest rate, very, very, very short term interest rate. And when they do that and they keep pushing it up, 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 if longer term interest rates don't move higher as well, you get this weird thing called an inverted yield curve, which is about the geekiest thing on the planet. But it's a distortion. It demonstrates a distortion in the economy where, boy, interest rates in the short term are higher than interest rates in the long term. That doesn't make sense. And that inverted yield curve has occurred before every recession going back, I think, you know, 70, 80 years. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it happens and a recession doesn't follow immediately. But every single recession has had this occur within, you know, 12, 18 months before the recession started. It happened. Yeah, I mean, yes, it actually happened that yield curve inverted before even the COVID recession, which was sort of self-induced. But we've got the steepest inverted yield curve that we've seen right now. By some measures, we haven't seen it this steep ever before. So if we see a recession, how should you be preparing to thrive in 2023? We've got that more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Many economists are forecasting a recession for next year, for this upcoming year. If we see a recession, what should you be doing right now in your finances? We're helping you with that. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFT studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is on podcast. Wherever you listen, go check it out. Subscribe to it there or follow us there, and rate the program. We appreciate that. That helps others find us as well. All right, so we're talking about how to thrive in 2023. What do you need to do financially in uh, right now to thrive in 2023? And listen, you might say, well, I have some influence on that, but I don't have complete control. We might be facing a recession. We might be. So if we do see a recession later this year, None of us should be surprised. I, we were we had a a team day at Corhorn Financial Group a couple months ago, and I was sharing. I was doing a session with the team, and I was sharing. Listen, the storm card the clouds are right ahead. They're very dark. There's a lot of wind. You know, they might break up. 
Like they, they might, this thing might blow over and that would be fantastic. Mm-hmm. But because we are seeing all these signs, you should at least close the windows. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like roll, uh, roll down that uh, umbrella that, you know, on the porch, you know, um, shut the garage, that sort of stuff. So I hope we don't see a recession. If we do though, what should you be doing in your finances right now to be ready? You know, I, so I want to actually share a little bit of data that I, I saw recently in a, I, I've got all kinds of nerdy charts that I share with clients during meetings. I know you guys do too. That, that's kind of the sign that clients know the meeting's really getting started when Josh gets his uh, nerdy charts out. But one of them that just kind of caught my attention recently was showing how during coming out of the pandemic, uh, basically mid-2020 to mid-2021, Americans as a whole uh, saw more savings accumulating and building up. No surprise there, right? The government was dumping money out into to people's laps and everything. And you couldn't go spend it, by right. the way. Like, That's right. Yeah, places were closed. So yeah. there was some pent-up demand just because you couldn't go out and, and do the normal activities that you would you would enjoy. But what stood out to me, though, is that for the past year now, there's been almost a trillion dollars of spend-down of that cash. Mm-hmm. Now, why does that matter? I, I would just ask you to give some thought to your own financial life and say, okay, does does my life follow that pattern? Was I building some savings for about a year? And have I been depleting some savings over the past year or so? And if if you are, then it's a sign that your expenses have started climbing above where your income is. And so you're you're making ends meet by spending down some of that cash that you've been building up. And to me, if those storm clouds are out on the horizon, if there is some risk of a recession and maybe it affects you personally, what do you do to get ready for that? The first thing is looking at your spending, looking at the budget to make sure that if you could cut back on some of that spending down of cash that you had accumulated, try to preserve cash, that kind of thing, maybe even make the first half of this year a time where you're being conservative enough to build up some cash. Having cash allows you to kind of smooth out some of the rough spots or to to have uh, a fallback if an unfortunate event like losing a job temporarily or uh, a cut in pay or, or something like that were to occur. I, you know, we're we're at New Year's resolution time. We're at goal time, and I I can't I can't think of one that's more important than updating your budget. Like what what is your budget for twenty 23. It's changed. It's different. Josh, I'm going to say chicken wings are more expensive, right? <laughs> Gas now has come back down in cost. Like, you had to go like, there. Uh, like, there's, there's lots of changes. And I, gosh, it, my guess is you haven't wanted to look. It's sort of like a relationship that once was really special to you. And now there's just some gunk in between you and this person. And it might be too painful to root it out, and so you just sort of ignore it. I don't want to go there. We'll just pretend everything's okay. I think that's the approach that many people are taking with their month-to-month spending. And I would encourage you, nah, lean in. Lean in. It, it, it might be painful. You might not like what you're going to see, but it's, you, you're going to experience it anyway, so let, let's at least plan it out. Yeah, as, I, as I'm sitting here reflecting on New Year's resolutions, and, and Mike, you're, you're challenging people that the most important thing that they could do is um, look at their 
finances and their budget, I think, well, if you guys want to party with Mike tonight, <laughs> he'll be at the library. Yes, so, that's right. Uh, <laughs> that's right. No, the most important thing in your finances. No, you're, no I agree. Right. Well, I, th- I, I would go up a step because really, I, here's my challenge to you. Am I feeling confident right now? And am I feeling confident in my life? And then, to because this is a show about finances, am I feeling confident in my financial life? And what are the things that are helping me feel confident about my fi- about my financial life? And what are the what are the things that are causing me to not be confident, or even possibly have some sort of fear? As it relates to my financial future. Oh, gosh. I'm so glad you went there. I feel like this budget thing, I think there's a lot of fear that's holding people back. Right. I feel it a little bit, guys. I'm not going to lie. Like, So we've got uh, the, the Bernard family has seven sports going at this moment. And a not few enough. of them being travel from mid-February to mid-July. We have 11 overnight weekends in hotels. I don't even know how many weekends that includes. You and start yes, renting your own house on those weekends. So it's 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 yeah, fear is real, guys. When you when you're looking at your budget and and your finances, right? So I so when you look at this, you say, well, what what process do I have that if I if I just work the plan, it will eliminate fear, it will eliminate uncertainty. And do you have a process that does that? Because if you don't. I would encourage you to to get one. And if you do, you're you're one of the few that actually does when if I talk to people tonight at the party uh, um and you, and you don't want to be obnoxious about this, but I you know, you can say hey, how are you feeling about things? Cuz there are a lot of people that that either have fear because they aren't sure what the future brings or the interesting one to me is I fear that Josh and Mike are doing better than me, and I got to figure out somehow a way to keep up with them or secure for myself what those guys have. So I just shared with you guys recently this interview from Charlie Munger, who no one knows who he is unless you're a geek like us, but it's it's Warren Buffett's sort of right-hand man, and they co-created, right? Warren Buffett was sort of the lead, but they co-created that. It was just extremely wise. And he talked about the the world is not ruled by greed. It's ruled by envy and just how it doesn't matter if I've got it pretty good. The simple fact that someone else out there has it better just wrecks people, some Mm -hmm. people. Mm -hmm. And he sort of pointed out that it seems to be wrecking more people these days than it might have in the past. And I got, I, I got to say, I, I, I see that. I feel that. I would assume he's right. That this, I can't believe someone else has this. It, I have this struggle, and it doesn't look like this person has this struggle. struggle. Therefore, I'm totally disrupted by that. Mm-hmm. Oh, you got you to conquer that in your life, especially yep. in your finances. And, and to me, one of the best ways to do it is just mm-hmm. to get focused on your stuff, because that's all you're ever going to be responsible for. Someone, someone doing better is not the reason for you doing worse. Yeah. So you say, okay, well, what if if Mike's doing better than me? If I, I wish that Mike would do worse. No, that's not going to help me one iota. Yeah. What what will help me is to focus on what's in front of me. And I don't know. I, I I've uh, you know lived on this earth long enough. I mean, you wonder, am I am I 
achieving all I was supposed to achieve? Am I getting done everything I was supposed to get done? Because you can look around by the time you get to be my age, and there are some guys that that have the same number of years in, and they've done a lot more stuff. And you think, well, was I supposed to be doing something different or better or more? And so this is where I think if you can put the blinders on and say, look, I'm going to focus on just what I have. And Josh, I love what you said, the, the budget, but I think what I'd be looking at is needs and wants and do I have an income or an expense problem? Because those are the things, if I can focus on those, because in the last year or two, the expenses have changed. Yeah. The stuff you need to do has not, it now costs more or the, it's different. The stuff you want to buy costs more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, typically, in a budget, you're going to build out all of your income and then your your normal expenses, your, your fixed and your variable, and assessing how, which of these are needs, which of them are wants. If you need to cut, you need to cut on with the want. So yeah, your CFP can help you with that. There's a lot more to focus on if we're going to see a recession. How can you thrive? We've got that more coming up on The Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. If we see a recession in the upcoming year, are you ready? Are are you prepared? I hope so. I hope you have confidence in your financial life, clarity and confidence. That's what your CFP should bring. We're going to help you. We're helping with that right now. What should you be doing today to prepare for a recession? This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn, Josh Gregory. Every episode of the Wise Money Show is on the YouTube channel, as well as a lot of other content. Lots of discussion about, well, what should you be doing uh, to to prepare for a recession? What are some of the things that you should be doing in your financial life? So make sure you, you go to YouTube, search the Wise Money Show, subscribe to the channel, and turn on notifications so you're made aware every time we drop new content, which is all all the time. So, all right. So the big idea: how how can you thrive financially in 2023? Well, listen, we might be seeing a recession. A lot of people are expecting or anticipating a slowdown. You might have already felt it in our area uh, where we're located. There's uh, the our in RV industry is very very big. There are many RV areas that have had layoffs already. Uh, guys haven't been working full shifts since before Thanksgiving. I heard one story, I don't know if it's true, could be rumor, before Thanksgiving they were they said, "Hey, we'll see in February." Wow. Yeah. I've I and I don't know if that's just rumor or not. I've seen friends of friends, you know, sort of the the Facebook mm-hmm. friend, uh, you know, complaining about now being on unemployment. I mean, that's real. Yeah, I, it's, it's crazy. Happening. We haven't seen that in in a while. And so All right. So what should you be doing in your finances? if we do see some economic turbulence or recession later this year? Uh, you know, earlier this week, Tanner Watson and I, he's hes one of our certified financial planners, a rising star here at KFG. We were starting a brand new relationship with a, a new client. And in, in that first meeting, we looked at, we, we had two priorities because we were a little squeezed on time. We wanted to know, um, do we have a good, clean balance sheet for where this client stands in their financial life today. Do they have a clear picture of the financial health that they have? And the balance sheet where you're looking at all of the assets that you own in your name and subtract out the liabilities, the debts that you owe to other people to get this bottom line net worth number. Um, 
it, it's a fantastic place to go to just say, okay, is there anything that we could be doing differently in our financial life, in the positioning of assets and paying down debts, that sort of thing, to just put us in a stronger position or a more confident position, which is especially important if you are lacking some confidence in the future, right? If you're looking out on the horizon and you're like, man, I, I might be affected by this recession if it, if it does hit. So that was the first thing that we, we looked at, and we gave them some suggestions on improving the, the rate of return that they were getting on some of their cash assets and paying off some, some quick debts to free up some cash flow, that kind of thing. That's just kind of blocking and tackling financial planning, right? Mm-hmm. But then beyond that, it was also helping them get clarity on what are the, the uh, true goals, the most important things that they're trying to achieve in their financial life. And this, this may be something that you've had lots of clarity on in the past. Maybe you've known, yeah, I, I've, I know exactly what my top five goals are that I'm trying to achieve. Do you have them in order? And is it still clear in your mind, though? Because if we go into a recession and you are affected in some way, maybe your income is reduced or you have a period of time where you don't even have any income, it's important for you to not lose sight of those things that you're trying to achieve over time. And what you don't want to do is start cutting out certain things, and before you know it, you're actually not even directing your resources towards the most important goals anymore, right? We always want to make sure that your first dollar is going towards your first goal, right? Yeah. And unfortunately, recessions can just kind of wreak some havoc. They can disrupt things. You know, maybe you have been contributing faithfully to your 401k, and then all of a sudden you were laid off. And so now there's no progress happening towards retirement, and yet you're still making progress on goal number five, right? Yeah. Because that one didn't get disrupted for some reason. So I, I guess the point is when, when life feels out of control, you want to be able to just be real clear on where do you still have influence and make sure that you're focusing on the things that really matter to you most even during a recession. So don't lose sight of your goals. It is the whole purpose of financial planning. You want to know where you are today, know where you're headed to, and make sure that you're adjusting your path and, and your priorities along the way. I, I couldn't agree more. And I'm just going to recap sort of the tangible things that we've said since we just we like to talk. Uh, so first is updating your budget. If we're going to see a, a recession upcoming, that may involve changes to your income, distortions to your income, or the need for you to flex a little bit financially. Therefore, you've got to update your budget so that you see how much margin do I have? Have I accounted for everything properly? And speaking to Josh's point about goals, you're then able to see, yep, have I recalibrated my goals and am I, you know, am I doing what I should for that? So number one, update budget. Number two, Josh, you snuck it in and gosh, there's so much there. And that is updating your balance sheet. Wow. Like that sounds just about as geeky as a budget. Okay. (laughs) But looking at all of your assets and updating the values and then all of your liabilities and being real about that. And it's, and you don't do that to have some sort of, I don't know, pride or shame, but rather clarity. Mm-hmm. How much do you have in cash? And then the question of, well, is that the right amount or is it in the right accounts? Is there a way to get better interest and, and so on? Um, how much debt do you have? What are the sources? And for some of you, it might be, well, actually, we've got a little bit more debt than normal. If you look at statistics, 
we've got now over a trillion dollars on credit card balances. If you look at interest rates on credit cards, they've gone from 16%, which is not cheap, to 19% on average over the past year. Um, so we're consumers, it appears, not only have they spent through a lot of that surplus savings that they had, they also have had a hard time dealing with higher expenses, in inflation, and they've put that on plastic. And so updating your net worth allows you to, yeah, face reality. Mm -hmm. and, you, and you list all of that out. And then finally, the last thing that Josh said is then recalibrate those goals and make sure that you know what the right priorities are. It's very possible, if this is you, that it wasn't one of your high priority goals to build up your savings because it was built up. And now you need to reprioritize and say, you know what, the emergency fund, we only have seven grand in there now, and we want, we want to have 15. That now needs to be reprioritized to goal number one. Or we never had credit card debt. We paid the balance off every single month. And you know what, now we've got this nagging 1500 bucks on there. We got to pay this off. Now that becomes goal number one. And you've got to recalibrate right now is the right time to recalibrate what those goals are and quantify financially how do you achieve them. And right now is a time to really pay attention to interest rates. So when, when when you're building out your balance sheet, I like to see details. So if I can if I see that I've got debt, what what is the interest rate that that debt is at? Mm -hmm. And then I can look at my savings accounts uh, and see what am I earning on my savings accounts? Because right now you can earn 4% on an FDIC insured money market account. Right. And so you say, well, wait a minute, if I can earn 4%, what, what am I earning? Likely, if it's in a, a local bank or credit union, you're not earning anywhere near that. So you might need to say, hey, how do I get these dollars working harder for me? And you need to look and say, all right, I mean, I get I get this nice slip from the, the bank at what every every other month it seems like. And because Corhorn Financial Group has a line of credit um, and we don't have anything on it, but we have it just in case. And every other month it seems like I'm getting a slip from the bank saying, hey, uh, congratulations! Your interest rate on your line of credit has just increased, and <laughs> and you know they've taken it from I don't know what it was. It seemed like it was in the threes maybe a year or two ago to um, the high sevens now. Yeah, yeah. And so what you're what you're paying if you're paying any kind of variable interest rate, you're you're paying more interest than you might realize. I love that you're you're encouraging people to get into the details of their financial life and checking those not only those balances that might be creeping up but the interest rates themselves could be creeping up. Another place that you might want to pay attention to some of the details of your life is to just kind of take inventory of what are the areas where you have maybe deferred some maintenance that needs to get taken care of? I'm thinking about cars and houses and things like that. You know, your your furnace, have you been maintaining it? Your roof, is it, you know, starting to get a little bit a little bit old and might need to be replaced? Have you been taking care of your cars? Because in good times, you might just sort of ignore these things, your busy living life. And unfortunately, deferred maintenance can become an issue and what does Murphy's Law say? It's always going to happen at the wrong time, right? <laughs> well, and that also is sort of, the Kevin mentioned the operating system for your cash flow, that three bank account system. That's bucket number two. And defining those goals right now is, is very important. What else should you do in your finances if a recession is on the horizon? We've got that more coming up on the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. 
This is Wise Money with Corhorn Financial Group. Thanks for being here. This is the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. My name is Mike Bernard. With me in the KFG studios, Kevin Corhorn and Josh Gregory. Stay up to date on all Wise Money content. Learn more about the show and, and the firm as well. Uh, wisemoneyshow.com. You can find us there and then all over social media, wherever you're at, we are there as well. Not on TikTok, uh, maybe. I mean, Lindsay's trying to talk us into it, but not there yet. So uh, YouTube, search the Wise Money Show. You can find us there. So, all right, we're talking about how to thrive, really, in, in 2023. If you're a big fan of the Wise Money Show, you know, right around this time, we're talking about goals, resolutions, financial goals. And listen, we might be facing some financial headwinds in 2023 that disrupt your current trajectory in your finances. So how do you get prepared for that? And if the storm clouds blow over, what else, what other things should you be striving for in your finances? So Kevin, during the break, you were talking about the student loan uh, confusion that we're in and that sometimes when you're confused, you stop. Yeah. You don't do anything. And so what are some goals, especially if we do in fact see a recession, an approach or a goal that people should have if they've got student loans? So again, going back to the beginning, we want to have an operating system that works. If you do, great. If you don't, make sure you're working with a certified financial planner. If you have student loans then and you say, hey, I haven't had to make a payment since 2020 on those things, what I would encourage you to do is put that in your 2023 budget and start making a payment. And you say, well, hey, I, I, I don't need to make a payment because uh, it's not incurring any interest or, or whatever the case may be. I would make that payment to myself. So just move it from your checking account to an online money market account. Scroll that money away and have it sitting there because you don't know. Some people listening to this are hanging on every word hoping that this uh, the, this debt transfer program is going to happen and they're going to be relieved of this $10,000 or $20,000 that they might owe. Uh, that may or may not happen. We don't know. The yeah. courts, the courts, as of today, the courts have said uh, uh, no. Um, and so we're going to... As of the time we're recording. As which of, again, this is, yeah, so it could change here. Right. I don't know. So, um, and we're recording today. So, um, <laughs> so based on that <laughs> current reality. <laughs> so anyway, so who knows what's going to happen in June? Right, it, it, because in June they might say, "Listen, every student loan out there, all 1.7 trillion dollars is just forgiven. Just let, let's just uh, we'll, we will give you a mulligan on that, and uh, we're going to start over." Uh, who knows what's going to happen? So, but I would prepare, and I would be doing things that give me confidence. And so, by saying, "Hey, this this thing's going to fire up in in June, I believe, this year of 2023," according to the, what they've uh, scheduled, I'd, get, I'd start January 1 making that payment. I would look at all the things that need to happen in 2023, and I'd make sure my January budget is right, because if somehow my January budget is off or off by a mile, it's, it's going to be a pretty awful uh, surprise in June or July when I have to start firing up that payment program again. I, I like the starting that payment now, if you haven't been doing this, I know a lot of people have paying themselves whatever that student loan payment would have been, but starting it now, if you haven't been, make sure your budget is right, which aligns with kind of the first thing that we recommended, number one. And number two, you're now getting more interest on that. Mm -hmm. And three, I, I have, I still have yet to hear anyone come in with 
a financial regret of saving money. <laughs> I, I, it hasn't happened yet. It might happen. And so if we find out everything's forgiven or whatever, some other strange you know, scenario, okay, worst scenario is you saved up money. Fantastic, mm -hmm. right? That, then you're better off. Speaking of, now going back to what should some financial goals be? What should you be striving for financially, even if we see a recession in 2023, continuing to save for your financial future. Yeah. Guys, I, I can't believe we're now, uh, there was a little debate, I'm gonna throw this out there, debate what segment we are in, because we just, we are geeks and we just love, <laughs> love talking. Uh, what day is it? I don't even know, uh, we just, but can't believe we've made it this far in the show and we haven't talked about this, because so often when the markets get jittery, when you have, these, you know, a disruption in your income, disruption in your finances, very quickly it's, eh, can't save, mm -hmm. I can't save. And I, this is, there's no judging here. I, I get it because something's got to pivot and that many times can feel like the easiest one and the least consequential, mm -hmm. right? But you're talking are, about your long-term yeah, investing, the, yeah. the 401k contributions, the Roth IRA contributions, that sort of thing. Because not only that, but because, well, I contributed, you know, last year in my 401k in 2022, I contributed five grand and my 401k for the year finished down 10. So that money's gone. No, you have more shares, mm -hmm. right? Those dollars went into shares. These aren't, these aren't physical dollars like they are in your bank account where when the balance goes down, that money's gone. No, you, you own shares, but the dollars that you're investing during volatile times tend to be the ones that are the hardest working for you. That's right. And it, really, this creates the positive side of a recession, right? Because a recession is when the economy is shrinking. But often, prior to and even during a recession, there's something crazy going on with your investments as well. And it's a bear market. And when your investments are down and you're feeling like, that is the last place I want to direct some money. I don't want to put any more into my 401k. Are you crazy? That's exactly when you have the best bargain opportunities on the table. And so those of you who are not being impacted by a recession or those that are in industries that happen to be blessed and can thrive in this type of an environment, you may be given an amazing buying opportunity that we haven't seen in a long time. So can I, let me just geek out for a, a little bit. Um, number one, that, that, this is all historical averages. And again, when you print so much money, you have no idea. History is less reliable about predicting what you're going to go through. So, but um, normally a recession is called about seven months after it started because you kind of lean on that original definition of two consecutive quarters. So that's six months. And then you don't even get the data for a month. So normally a recession is called about seven months after it starts. On average, when does the stock market bottom? About seven months after the recession starts. This is now. This is just historical data. So who knows? And, and but that's exactly when they say, okay, we we are in a recession. Is historically the exact time you want to be buying. Now, Morningstar recently did this analysis. I can't believe they spent money on this and actually did this research because it's so obvious, but it just goes contrary to our emotions. And that is. When the stock market's in a bear market, should you pause your 401k savings? And they looked at 2020, they looked at 08, and they looked at 2000. And the researcher did like, there's no way anyone would do this because they basically said, if you stop contributing to your 401k 
in January of 2000, but you start in mid-2002. No one would start at that time. Right. No one's going to start at the bottom. Same thing. Would you? Did you stop in January of 08, but start in March of 09? You wouldn't. Right. Like, if you were scared in January of 08, there's no way you're investing in March of 09. There's no way. Maybe you've got a time machine. And so, you're Biff. And so, and so <laughs> in each of the previous recessions, you do the math. This person did the math. The person that just continued saving in their 401k versus essentially the person that stopped and then picked the bottom, the person that continued saving one in every situation. Yeah. So Had even when more. you stack it in favor of, yeah. of the other. Yeah. Right. So if you're going to if you're gonna stop something right now, think about stopping that extra payment on your three percent mortgage. And 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 just if you said, Hey, I've I've got to cut back somewhere, I'm making an extra payment on my mortgage, or should I reduce my savings in my four hundred one K or my IRA or my Roth IRA? Maybe if, if you fund those things um, annually and you're not quite at your, you, if you fund those in January and you're not quite where you need to be in some of the other areas of your life, you might want to push that back a little bit and, and get those areas yeah. firmed up. The, the big idea here, and, and again, shame on us for taking this whole show and not talking about it. Guys, these are a bunch of ideas and a lot of them are principles based that you should approach your finances with. But Knowing exactly what pivots or how prepared you are for a recession or what adjustments you should make or um, in your finances, that's your CFP. Your CFP. If you heard Josh talk about a balance sheet and you wanted to you know, rip your hair out, you're not going to create that. Your CFP is going to create that for you, right? Um, your budget, your CFP is going to help you with that. Knowing how much to contribute and what changes to make your CFP is going to help you with that as long as they're doing comprehensive financial planning. So that's the real way to prepare for a recession. That's all the time we have for today. On behalf of Josh Gregory, Kevin Corhorn, all of us at KFG, have a great weekend. We'll see you next Saturday for the Wise Money Show with Corhorn Financial Group. Last segment, land on the plane. No. Yeah. No. no yeah, this is fourth. Oh, no. This no, is this is fourth. fourth. Wait, yeah. I w I'm with Lindsay. No. Without question. Feel free to I'm strike I'm with this from the record if you'd like. <laughs> yeah, can we th yeah. throw Are these the... guys really that confused about what time it is? <laughs> I must not. Yeah. I am. Their, their financial advice. So their financial the... advice is as good as their So this is the last tracking. one? Yeah. I got this one. I it, it, Normally, maybe not. But, but that's why I say it. We wonder how we end up with five-segment shows. <laughs> this one feels – it's interesting you guys say this. that was just two because this feels like it could be five. <laughs> All right, here we go. Securities offered through Silver Oak Securities, member FINRA slash SIPC. Advisory services offered through KFG Wealth Management, LLC. Doing business as Corhorn Financial Group. KFG Wealth Management, LLC and Silver Oak Securities Incorporated companies are unaffiliated.